Hello everyone, and welcome to the Actors Podcast, a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI, and sharing the latest news relevant to the CDI profession and Actus. My name is Rebecca Hendren, and I'm the Director of Programming for Actus, and I'm your host for today's program, which is part of our Talking CDI series. In every episode of this series, I'm going to be joined by a special guest, such as a member of the Actus Advisory Board, or one of our expert bootcamp instructors, and we'll discuss a topic pertinent to today's CDI profession. Today, I'm joined by Laurie Prescott. Laurie is the Interim Director and CDI Education Director for Actus. She is responsible for overseeing our thought leadership and education, and for providing an authoritative voice in the industry. Additionally, she is the Lead Developer and Instructor for the CDI Bootcamps, and she's a member of the CCDSO Certification Committee and the Actus Advisory Board. She is a frequent speaker on this podcast, on Actus conferences, and she's the author of the Actus Pocket Guide. Laurie and I are going to talk about leadership today, which is a topic very near and dear to both of our hearts. But before I welcome Laurie and we start chatting, I wanted to provide a quick reminder that the Actus podcast now offers 0.5 Actus CEUs for the first two days after airing. You can use this to 0.5 CEUs towards your CCDS or CCDSO recertification requirements. I'm going to give you those instructions at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. And also, before we get started, it's time for a brief interlude from today's sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by the Leadership in CDI Bootcamp. Actus is proud to offer a new certificate program for CDI leaders and those looking to grow into a leadership role. Earn your certificate in CDI leadership with the Leadership in CDI Bootcamp from the experts at Actus. Graduates of the program earn the right to call themselves Actus-approved CDI leaders. Find out more about the program at actus.org slash CDI leadership or by using the link in today's show notes. And now back to the show. Hi, Laurie. Thank you ever so much for joining me today. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Rebecca. And today we're talking about one of my favorite topics. And I always love talking about this subject with you. And that's the topic of leadership and being a good leader, which I think is important that we talk about. So I wanted to get started by saying to you as a, I know you've been a leader for a lot of years, but how did you get started in your leadership journey? You know, that's kind of an interesting question, and I it it's not an easy question to answer, actually, because um, I think we've got to separate out leadership from management. So, you know, I think back in my professional life, I never thought that I wanted to be a manager, and I would say probably 85% of my career I've been in a management role. So I'm, you know, it's like, how did that happen? Um, But when I think back to the very start, when I started in nursing, I worked in a military hospital. And I'm not, those people that know me know that my mindset does not necessarily function like a military style. Um, My husband's in the military and there were many times when I would open my mouth and get him in trouble. Um, So, you know, but I started in a military hospital and I worked in the ICU in the PACU under Captain Hart. And she was amazing. Um, Her staff respected her 
not because of the uniform or the rank that she carried, but because she advocated for them and she advocated for the patients and she she put processes in place to make things run smoothly and allow them to do their jobs. And as a new person to it all, I observed her a lot and really um, loved the way she handled situations and how she could lead her staff to success, not necessarily manage them to success, but lead them to staff by helping them with their, you know, helping remove roadblocks, but also helping them look at themselves subjectively and how to grow. Um, So the years that I spent there, I think I started to differentiate the difference between a manager and a leader because she had both qualities. And I think that's what made her succeed. And then when we returned to the United States, I worked for an organization in a department where the the leadership and management were just the opposite. They were extremely toxic. The staff was unhappy. The patients weren't receiving good care. It was just a horrible place to work. I lasted two and a half years in that setting and just, I, I hated it. And I think part of it was because I had come from such a good situation that I immediately saw that toxicity and the toxicity wasn't necessarily the management, you know, the staff had the equipment they needed. We had adequate staffing. It wasn't that it was the thought leadership and how the staff was guided and allowed to grow just wasn't there. So it was toxic. So I think that's where I started to think about leadership because I could compare those two styles and see the uh, result of that. And it helped me understand the type of person I wanted to be professionally. Um, And that didn't necessarily mean that I wanted the role of manager or director, but it helped me see that I wanted to grow as a person that could be respected and could also pull the good from people, meaning learn from people, but also share and guide others. So that's when I started thinking about educating was way back then and seeing that as as how to be a leader. From that position, I went straight into a management role. And that role, of course, when you're new in management, you focus on the stuff that you can affect very quickly. So I focused on making sure that we had the resources we needed to provide the care, that we had the right you know, layout of the department, the right staffing, all of that, you know, you kind of go into housekeeping mode. Um, And that's where I see management skills um, is just kind of being that housekeeper and making sure that everything is in place that needs to be in place to succeed and for your staff to succeed. And it took me about a year and a half to two years in that role to really start thinking about how do I lead? Now that I've got the house in order, how do I lead to make it the shining house, you know? Um, And so my skills had to evolve over time. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. And and I'm glad that you talked about the importance, the difference between leadership and management. And I think it's important to note that we are talking about leadership and that it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the job title when we're talking about leadership. You can be a leader in all elements of the organization and at all different levels. Um, So 
let's come back to something you mentioned. And what do you think are the characteristics of a good leader? That's that's a loaded question. I think it depends on the situation. But I I look at at, at a leader as being very open and a good listener. So you know, looking at the situation that's at hand, listening to what people are saying, and then identifying what are those possible solutions to this, and then inspiring others to work with you to make that solution happen. So I think leaders have to be inspirational and they have to truly believe what they're selling, right? As a manager, there were many times when I would be selling concepts that I didn't believe in. Um, and that's that's a hard part. You know, I think of our CDIs and manager directors, and I kind of draw that line to when I was in middle management and nursing. You want to take care of your staff and keep them happy, but you also have to keep the people above you happy, right? And And sometimes what the people above you are telling you to do may not be exactly what you believe in is going to work for your staff. So sometimes as a manager, you're selling concepts that you have not totally bought into, where I think as a leader, you identify concepts and when you see problems or, you know, if you're told as a manager, this is what has to happen. You need to implement this process or you need to, um, we've bought this software, you need to make it work. As a manager, you just put in the steps to make it work, if that makes sense. As a leader, you speak both up and down and say, okay, we've identified these issues, these problems. Let's figure out the solutions to make this work, if that makes sense. So I think a leader has to go that extra mile to say, okay, I'm going to own this and I'm going to work with others to make it succeed versus just I'm going to power through and make it succeed. If that, I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense, but there's just been a lot of times I've been handed a task and I'm like, I don't believe in this at all. So first I have to be vocal about that and I have to assert and communicate effectively upwards to say, okay, I know this is your goal. I have some suggestions as to how to reach that goal that are slightly different than what you're telling me to do. So let's figure out the best path so that others can travel down that path too. So that's that's where I see leadership a little different. You you've gotta you've gotta think a little outside the box. You've got to be inspirational and you've got to be willing to listen to others because sometimes leaders need to be led. And if you if you're not open to that, you might lead yourself to the wrong place, right? So you've gotta you've gotta listen to others and be open to situations. So you know, what are those qualities? I guess being inspirational, being a good communicator, but also being a good listener and being open to ideas that you may not have thought of yourself. How's that? That's, that's amazing. So we have a lot of people listening, I'm sure, who are leaders, who are wanting to progress in their leadership. What do you tell folks who are on their own leadership journey? I tell them to find good leaders. So, you know, that's where you learn. And, and you know, like th- through Actus, we have like the Leadership Council. We have many ways for leaders to network. And I love that. I think that's part of our mission in Actus. But I tell people, 
don't just seek out leaders within your own microcosm, but look at your organization. If there's a great leader and they're the leader of the dietary department, go hang with them, right? Find out their secret sauce that helps them succeed. And I think sometimes we tend to acclimate ourselves to people that are in the same focus we are, the same group that we are. But, um, you know, I tell people one of the best leaders that I ever worked with, she was the director of the laboratory services at one of the hospitals that I worked at. I had no clue what her, what she did with her staff at all. I mean, you know, laboratory services, they, they have test tubes and machines and I, I didn't know what they did, but we used to meet for lunch just once a week and we would share what our frustrations were, what our concerns were. And from those conversations, she had been at it a whole lot longer than me. And just, she offered insight when I was sharing my vulnerabilities, but just listening to her and she would say, oh, you know, I've got this staff member and I think they've got so much potential and this is what I'm trying to do. She gave me ideas of how to foster my staff. So, you know, maybe it's not even somebody in healthcare. Maybe it's um, your neighbor down the street who manages the Chick-fil-A. I don't know. But, you know, there are leaders in so many different roles um, that I think sometimes we don't think to to stretch outside of our own little bubble. And we can learn from those people because they have the same skills that I was talking about, that inspiration, that openness. So, you know, find people that are close to you that understand your problems. But I think also look outside of that. Um, for years, I did a lot of just reading. There's so many books out there on leadership and management. And um, I wish I could throw out some titles, but my library has been passed on to my daughter. I used to have them um, right in my office all the time. Um, and she in college did a minor in leadership, which I think is a really cool program now academically that they do that. Um, so I was forever feeding her books and, and articles on that. Um, you know, so there's formal education out there on it, on the theories of leadership that I, I just think are really cool. I was so excited because I was like, well, you know, what are they teaching you? And she's like, mom, it's just school. This is not fun. I'm like, oh, but it is. <laughs> That sounds fun. Yeah, when I was in school, we didn't have those opportunities. I think looking back on my own leadership journey, I think as you were talking about listening and learning from other leaders has been the most inspirational part for me. It just taking an opportunity to see how other people process things and approach things. Definitely one of the, one of the most inspirational leaders for me has been somebody who would approach situations very differently than was my natural inclination. And so watching that leader sort of take the pause, ask the questions and be able to get at a different perspective than I think was my natural inclination was to go off in a different direction. That that taught me a lot, and I have incorporated some of those things when I'm in situations like that, to take a pause, to listen, to ask more inquisitive questions rather than perhaps dive straight in. And you know what you touched on with that description too, Rebecca, is just kind of stepping outside of your comfort zone, right? It's, it's so much easier to say, well, this is how I'm inclined to 
tackle this problem or, you know, this is what I've done in the past, but to look at what other people are doing and saying, ah, maybe I've got to adjust my sales a little and try this differently. You know, it's a quality that I describe as being imperative for CDI professionals as, as a whole, but I think it's really important for those that are in leadership positions or that strive to be in leadership positions is just to work at being uncomfortable uncomf- with the uncomfortable. And, and being able to enter situations and push those boundaries, because what you might find when you do that is something way more exciting than you ever dreamed of, but you've got you've to allow yourself to go there. And people that don't want to leave that little box of being comfortable, I don't think can lead others, because I think part of being a leader is pushing people outside of that comfort zone a little. And, and you know, I'm not going to say any names, but you have members of your staff that you do that really well with. Now they're all going, oh, which one is Lori talking about? But um, but you do that really well, <laughs> how to, you know, put them in situations that perhaps they don't think they're going to do well in, and then they surprise themselves. And that's what being a leader, I think, is is about, is helping other people reach that potential because they may never be leaders themselves, but they know how to grow themselves, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I love, you know, just when I knew we were talking about this, I just thought about people that I've met through Actis who I've watched them develop and mentor their staff over the years. So, you know, and I'm not going to mention any names because I'll leave people out, but, you know, directors where I went and taught a boot camp eight, nine years ago, and they had brand new CDIs who are now directors themselves or in leadership roles, working as educators or, you know, developing really new, exciting avenues for CDI, they wouldn't be in those positions today if they didn't have that manager or director that was leading and mentoring them 10 years ago. And that's so exciting for me to to see. Just, I saw it at the conference, like, um, you know, uh, directors, I would go up to people after they presented and say, hey, you did a great job. And they're director was sitting there right beside them or sitting in the front row going, I knew she was going to do really good, or I knew he was going to soar. And that's, that's part of leadership is, is not being afraid to, to share your, I call it the secret sauce of how to succeed, but also um, celebrating that in others. Um, And it was just, it was really heartwarming for me to to see that and exciting at the conference because I saw it multiple times where, you know, people are like, I, I gave him a little push because I told him that if he presented this, he would do well. And you could see the look of pride in the presenter and knowing that that person is going to turn around and, and encourage somebody else. And that's how we grow leaders. And that, that to me is just really exciting to watch. It really is. And I, I think people should should know that Actis as your professional association is here to help provide those experiences as well, because not all of us necessarily have a clear path for growing our leadership in our workplaces. But if, if that's something that we're looking for, definitely 
reaching out to the many opportunities that are available through ACTUS is a way to help stretch those skills and grow those skills, whether it's through something like being involved in a committee where you get you know, an opportunity to work with people who are from very different places than you are and you come together, solve problems or, or discuss uh, something. I think that helps everybody grow their leadership skills and then moving as Laurie was as you were mentioning Laurie just talking of being a presenter at a conference or um, anything like that is is a wonderful way to grow your leadership skills but there really are a lot of avenues through Actis and um, you've mentioned the Actis Leadership Council which is a place where we get to see people growing folks who volunteer to present on something and then you know a year or so later they they end up um, just building their network growing moving on in their profession and then they come back with a completely different and you can just see their professional growth happening. Um, and, and I love seeing that. And I think that's a core mission of ours is to help provide those leadership opportunities for people. Absolutely. That's why the theme of our conference this year was Flourish. And I wish we could like keep that theme I know. Um, for year after year, because I, I really see that is what we as a professional organization do. And, and, you know, I think there are people listening that say, well, I'm working at an organization and there's no pathway to leadership. There's, there's no, you know, there's no, I'm never going to be anything more than the staff CDI, which is a pretty amazing job. It's one of the most favorite jobs I've ever had. Um, And, you know, I want to remind them Number one, you never know what your future holds, right? You may not be working at that organization next year or 10 years from now. But number two, you don't have to have the title to be the leader. You, you can develop those communication skills, those um, all, you know, all the ways of looking at problems and, and solving those problems. And you can lead without the title. Um, and you, when you prove yourself as a leader within an organization, whether you have the title or not, people start to listen to you and you can gain influence. And that can grow into a position that you never thought was going to happen. And it's entirely not CDI related, but um, at one hospital, I was hired to be the unit educator for surgical services department. And I worked in that role for about three months. And then I started to see there was a greater need for education within the facility. So I went and knocked on the CNO's door and said, you know, I've got some ideas. And from those early conversations, we created an entire department called the Clinical Practice Department, where I had five nurse educators that worked underneath me that addressed preceptorship, onboarding, a, a internship for new graduates. We um, put together several really amazing programs to help step up clinical practice in the nursing department. And it was all because I went and knocked on her door and said, you know, you don't even know who I am because I actually didn't report up through the CNO. Um, But hey, I've got some ideas. And the more we talked, the more she saw qualities in me 
And the more she fostered those qualities, she was a great mentor to me, but she wasn't the person that I necessarily reported to, nor, nor when I took that job, did I ever think that it would grow to what it was. So, you know, I tell people, you step up to issues. You don't have to have a title that helps you grow, that opens other doors. So if you think there are no avenues now, that means you have to open up some doors to find them. Absolutely. You know, our boss at uh, at our company, who we both report to, has a wonderful story that has inspired me many times um, over the last few years. And I'm probably going to butcher it, so hopefully she's not listening. But uh, she has told the story before of um, some years ago when she was at a much, much lower level. And she was in a meeting where the current CEO was looking for volunteers for a committee for a task force that was going to you know do this or that and it was very strategic thinking and she didn't say anything in the in the meeting and afterwards she knocked on his door of his office and and said you know I think I'd be good for that committee and he said to her well do you think you'd be good for that committee or would you be good for that committee and she said I would be good for that committee and he of course you know encouraged her to own what she's good at and you own what her skills are and he knew full well that she would be perfect for that committee and of course she was put on that committee and was fabulous and it definitely started her down a very different strategic leadership role um, that was just absolutely perfect for her development but it's that moment of of knowing what you are interested in doing and that it might not be exactly comfortable as you were referencing earlier, but it's a stretch and that you are actually good for it. And especially for women, we have a tendency to say, I think I would be good or yeah, this is something I might be good at when, when really we should be saying, I am good for this. This is something I can do. You know, give this opportunity to me because my skills are this, that, and the other. Um, so I think it's important to, like you did, you took that opportunity when you had those ideas and shared them and it ended up taking your career in a very interesting direction. It, it did. And, and to be honest, it's kind of how I landed in CDI, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I know I think we're, we're running out of time, but what, as we sort of get to the end of our conversation here, what, what do you think are the most important traits for CDI leaders? I think, you know, CDI leaders have to be really inquisitive because um, I'm, I'm trying to think there is a quote from Ferris Bueller, something about in the world moves, moves fast and you've got to move with it. I don't know what he says, but I, I, I can see it in my mind and I'm going to have to Google it after this conversation. CDI is a fast moving profession. You know, I've been involved since 2007, which I, I almost shudder because that's a long time for me to be um, with, with one focus, but it's changed so drastically since when I first started. And even in the past five or six years, it's changed. I was just working on um, some education material for one of our boot camps. And, and we were talking about keeping yourself kind of in the know of the trends and the changes and the developments. And it can be really overwhelming in CDI, you know, medical care and the what we do to treat patients and diagnose patients has changed 
significantly and, and is going to continue the effect of artificial intelligence, not only in administering care to patients, but in the tools that we use as CDIs. Um, the focus and the mission of why we're reviewing those records, it, it's evolving so quickly that I think to be a leader in CDI, you really have to keep yourself on that curve. There's learning that's going to happen every day. So, you know, I tell people, be really inquisitive, ask questions, block, block out time each day for just that self-development. Maybe it's only 15 minutes to listen to a podcast or it's, um, you know, 30 minutes to read an article or watch a webinar. Find time each day to stretch yourself out of that comfortable little box you live in and look at where you might want to head and and allow that to maybe influence whose door you knock on <laughs> your facility and who you share those ideas with. You know, I, I, I tell myself, try to find a little time every day to self-educate. Also try to find a time every day to just have new ideas. And you know me, Rebecca, I like to brainstorm and throw out new ideas. And I have more ideas than I have time for, which is exhausting. But I think that that's a huge uh, skill and focus for leaders is listening to other people's ideas, developing your own ideas and being able to communicate those so that you can drive where you're going and you're not always reactionary. So I guess being inquisitive and proactive which I think are just skills for life as well as for Absolutely. CDI. So we couldn't end on a better note, I think. Well, this was fun. This was very fun. Thank you ever so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Anytime, Rebecca. Well, I really enjoyed that chat with Laurie and I think you probably got the impression she and I could probably keep chatting for quite some time on this topic, but it is now time for something completely different which is the Actus Update, our regular segment featuring the latest news about what's going on inside the association. And Laurie and I were talking about creating leadership opportunities for yourself. And if you don't have them inside your organization, you definitely have them with your professional association. Actus opened our twice yearly call for volunteers last week. And this is your opportunity if you've ever wanted to get more involved with Actus or if you're looking to develop new skills or maybe just exercise ones that you haven't used in a while. Right now, we are looking for volunteers for the following committees. The Events Committee, which helps plan the annual Actors Conference and the Outpatient Symposium. The Furthering Education Committee, which maintains and awards the Actors CDI Scholarship Program and also helps plan CDI Week activities and festivities. So that's a really fun one. I, I enjoy that one. We also have the Actors Regulatory Committee, which is a large group that divides into three subgroups tasked with promoter be promoting better coding and clinical accuracy within the commentary period of the CMS IPPS rulemaking process, as well as monitoring and providing guidance on those quality regulations. We also have the Diversity and Inclusion Committee, which works to make CDI a community that embodies social responsibility through promoting a positive environment of greater diversity and inclusion. And new this year, we are launching a brand new physician advisor committee. So this group is looking for physician advisors who are interested in helping craft guidance and best practices for physician advisors in CDI. 
Among its tasks, the group will author a white paper on the role of the physician advisor in CDI and recommend best practices. So please do spread the word about these volunteer opportunities. For the easiest way to find the link, visit actors.org and click on the link in the slider image right there on the homepage that talks about the committees. It's the easiest way to find it. We are also soliciting speaker applications for the 2024 National Conference, the 2024 Outpatient Symposium, and the 2024 Physician Advisor Conference. Just like this year, the Outpatient Symposium and the Physician Advisor Conference will be happening concurrently in the two days before the National Conference begins. So it will be a um, opportunity to attend multiple things if those are the topics that interest you. And you can apply to speak for any one or even all three of the events by visiting the same Call for Speaker application. So you simply visit that link, you click on the program that you want to apply for and go from there. You can also find the link to apply for this on the actus.org homepage. And so this does bring us to the end of our program. But don't forget, each Actus podcast now offers 0.5 CEUs, which you can use towards recertifying your CCDS or CCDSO credential. For those who listen to the show in the first two days from the time of publication. And if you don't get to listen to it in those two days, don't worry, because two weeks, every two weeks, we'll be issuing a new program. So there's lots of opportunities to earn your CEUs throughout the year. To receive those 0.5 CEUs, go to the show page on actus.org by clicking on the Actus podcast link under the resources tab and then clicking on today's episode from the list on that page. Then follow the instructions in the show note for today's episode. Your certificate will be automatically emailed to you upon submitting a very brief evaluation. The cutoff for today's episode is Friday, June 9th at 11 p.m. Eastern. After that point, the CEU period will close and you won't be able to earn the CEUs for this week's episode. But like I said, there's a new one coming in two weeks, so don't fret. If you happen to listen to all the episodes and claim all the CEUs all year long, including all the past episodes starting in January, you can earn 13 free CEUs for the year. So that's a nice lot. With that, we have reached the end of today's Actus podcast episode. We'll be back on Wednesday, June 21st for our next show, which will be part of our Conversations with Carla series. During that show, editor and product coordinator Carla Ricorto will be chatting with our 2023 Actus CDI Professional of the Year Award winner. And if you want to receive reminders about each episode as soon as they are published, Make sure you're subscribed to our free weekly newsletter, CDI Strategies, which always includes a link to the new episode when it comes out. You can listen to the show anytime on the Actus website, or you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app may be. All the links I talked about during today's episode will be available in the show notes on the podcast actus.org page that's where you can find all the information and as always we'd really appreciate it if you would take a minute to leave us a five-star review on your podcast app to help others find our show our intro and outro music is media noche by d yankee and our ad music is take me higher by jazzar both obtained from the free music archive if you have any suggestions for future guests or topics 
please shoot us an email at info at Until next time, take care everybody. Have a wonderful day.